Women Who Launch and Lead, the podcast for women ready to change the world by women who are changing the world. Listen in each week on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Breaker, or Stitcher as we connect with women making it happen in life, business, and career. Relate to their struggles, learn their strategies, and celebrate their successes. Then show your love by subscribing and leaving a review. Now, here's your host, Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon, and we are here on the Women Who Launch, Launch and Lead podcast with another phenomenal guest, Geneva Miller. Geneva is the CEO and founder of Geneva Jewel LLC, where she is helping women renew their minds, transform their lives, and prosper into their destinies. And we are so excited to have her here today. Thank you for joining us, Geneva, and welcome. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm definitely glad to be here and to share um, on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So we always start off with finding out a more, more about our guests. So I want you to share with us who you are, what you do, and how you are impacting the world. Okay. So um, as Dr. Sharita said, um, my name is Geneva Miller. I am an author. Um, of a devotional called His Beloved. And then I'm also, like she said, the founder of Geneva Jewel LLC, which is now changed to Geneva Miller Consulting, um, which is a place where women can come to renew their minds, um, transform their lives, and then be equipped to prosper into their destinies. And we do this on um, many different levels, but um, foundationally it started for me and um, to teach the other women how to do that by not living only by the titles that we have so not living by just being you know mom wife sister um co-worker things like that but living their lives by being themselves and knowing who that is so that they can effectively be a wife a mother and all the other titles that we get along the way Mm, that's really good. Um, because I know, you know, when I ask this question, whether it's on the podcast or other interviews that I've done with women, and sometimes I'm guilty of it myself, when someone asks, you know, like, well, who are you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we always respond with a role. <laughs> yes. Not really who we are. Like, you know, I, I, Often I forget to start off by saying I'm a powerhouse woman because that's who mm -hmm. I am, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I'll say, yeah. you know, I'm a wife, a mother, and then I'll get to those other things. Um, but it's really important to, to recognize that we are who we are before we are what we do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because those <laughs> things are what we do. It's not who we are. Yes. Yes. So how did you get started in this work? Um, so I went through in what year? It's 2020. So in 20, Lord, I feel like it was so long ago in 2016, I want to say I got married. I did. I got married in 2016. Um, and it was not a good thing. Like I knew I wasn't supposed to get married, but I did it anyway. Mm -hmm. And then I went through a very quick divorce. Um, and it was a really 
long process for me. And at that time, excuse me, I had two children. Um, I thought that being married would change um, my relationships. Like I wouldn't have to go through like cheating and different things like that. But it doesn't work that way if you don't um, connect with a person who's ready for marriage. Mm. So during that time, um, I just gave up. Um, I had finished nursing school, so I became a registered nurse. I couldn't get a job, which was devastating because I wanted to take care of my children. And I just gave up. I was like, Laura, I don't know what else to do. Um, you know, I went to school. I've gotten a degree. Uh, pretty smart, I think. But this one area of my life is lacking. So um, as far as relationships go, I just gave up and I went to God. So I went through different programs at my church. I went through divorce care. I went through, um, Lord, wives in training. And then um, during that time was when I wrote His Beloved, which is my first book. And it taught me that you know, God loves me for who I am. It's just for Geneva. I don't have to have Malachi and Isabella who are my children. I can just be me and he's happy with me being me. Mm-hmm. And that's where it all started from going through a divorce and finally like giving up and letting the Lord control my life um, for the most part, because I still kind of did what I wanted to do, but letting him have more control than I did. Cause I was, I thought I was controlling my life, but I was living in chaos. Mm. That's a, a powerful realization to, to come to, mm. <laughs> you know, that yeah. as you, you took more control of your life, you were living more chaotically mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and you needed to change that. That's mm-hmm. really powerful. Um, so how did all of that, you know, jumpstart, okay, now you doing this work that you're doing with other women. So what, what was the shift I just kind of felt like, um, I was alone. I don't want to say I was, I was not alone in my journey, but I felt like I knew that there were more women going through what I was going through and I didn't have anybody speaking transparent to me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have anybody saying, you know, um, for instance, you gonna go like I went back and forth with the relationship with my ex-husband for a while. It was years. Like he didn't sign the divorce papers and I didn't have anybody talking about what it is to go through a divorce daily or what it is to feel like, you know, you're going crazy. You don't want to make the wrong decision because you don't want to get a divorce to make God mad in quotations. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to um give up. Like I it was really hard for me to even though I knew the relationship was not good for me, it was hard for me to give up um, on the marriage because I valued marriage, even though he did Mm -hmm. not. So um, because there was no one speaking transparently at that time, I was like, you know, there has to be something. I need to do something. I love to teach. um, Mm -hmm. And I wanted to just be able to help women um, know that they can get through things that life is not always going to be about, oh, you know, well, I'm a single mother and I'm living in that stigmatism. No, you can have what you say. It's just that we have to transform our minds. Like you have to think differently um, instead of thinking like the world. So for instance, I, I stopped watching um, most of the, the, the shows that I would watch about relationships because they weren't realistic to me. Mm-hmm. You know, people fighting and calling each other, you know, bees and stuff like that and going with this one's man and that one it just strikes a fire in you and you're like well he must be doing that too like it makes you Mm -hmm. think things 
that you shouldn't be thinking. I stopped watching shows that had to do with people cheating on each other because the more I watch that, the more I'm thinking about it. And then the more it comes to me and the more I'm depressed or I'm anxious and I'm nervous. So I just had to change a lot of the ways that I thought. And um, that is what I do now with my coaching clients. I teach them, you know, that they, you, you can have um, a good life. You can have a good marriage, but 99.9% of the time, if you think about it, you're probably going to have to change the way that you are so that those things can come to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was my, that's why I started. I just, I couldn't, I, I didn't have a roadmap. You know what I mean? I didn't have anybody around saying, do this. You know, my parents have been divorced. My mom has been married a lot of, a couple times and divorced. So that, and I didn't have a good example. Right. I, I want to stay on the point that you made about 99% of the time you have to change who you are. So the things you desire can come to you. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's such a powerful point um, because as, as women, you know, we write up these lists, whether they're, it's actually on paper or just in our mind, mm-hmm. of, you know, what we want, who we want and how it has to come packaged. And we establish these standards, which is totally fine. I absolutely mm-hmm. believe in that, right? <laughs> but I do too. we don't think about ourselves and what is the standard that we're operating at? And is it a standard that would attract what we want, that would be able to keep what we want if we get it? Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's almost like, you know, this, this assumption that, well, you know, I, well, I, I'm me, I'm good, and this is what I want, so this is what I should have. And not that anyone is not good or less than or, in, or anything like that, but mm-hmm. you can't, as an example, I can't say, you know, well, I, I want to purchase, um, you know, some, some vehicle that costs $100,000 if I don't mm-hmm. have the money to maintain it. <laughs> if I can't exactly. afford the repairs on it, because those repairs are more expensive than they are on the Honda Elantra, <laughs> right? Look, if sure you know, mm-hmm. and just if you want a certain thing, you've got to make sure. I hate to use the word deserving, but almost that. Like, what are yeah. you bringing, and what what are you about that would make whatever it is that you want want to be with you as well? So we kind of have to match well. up to what it is we want in our lives. And I think we, we sometimes miss that, you know, like we, mm-hmm. you, um, as an example, you might be a, um, a woman um, who, like, let's, let's say you have children, right? You want a man, mm-hmm. but you want a man who doesn't have children. And not that it's not yep. possible, but yeah. wait a minute. You have children, though. Exactly. You're not open mm-hmm. to be with a man who has children because you think he going to have mama drama, <laughs> baby mama drama. Look, but what, well, what is that single baby man thinking about the woman who has children? You understand about what I'm you. saying? <laughs> Look here. So here, I'll give you, and I'll give you an example. I had a list. Uh, it's somewhere in my house because I keep all my journals. Mm-hmm. And um, before the list, I didn't have a list. I just was out looking, you know what I mean? I would just go out with my friends and out to us was to the club. So it wasn't like I was going to anything special, like a singles mixer. Mm-hmm. I was going to the club. Right. And um, I um, 
the the list that I had, it did not include a man not having children mm-hmm. because I always thought as a, a mother that I would ha- I would meet someone who had kids and it would be blended. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I met my husband, he was not like, he was like the characteristics, but he did not line up with the age. He did not have any children, which is mm-hmm. a blessing for me <laughs> because uh-huh. um, he the way that we have to deal with our co-parenting situation. So um, my, both of my children are by two different men, my two oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, my son's father, unfortunately, has passed away um, mm-hmm. tragically, but my daughter's father is, is still here. And co-parenting is another topic for another podcast. Right. <laughs> but um, I think for us, because he did, my husband didn't have any children, it took 50% of the stress away because he, because he didn't have children one. And because um, he doesn't, he has to now co-parent It's completely different. And we have to try and maintain and be purposeful with what we say, with what we do. And that was not one of the things that I was thinking about when I got married. Mm -hmm. And when you said that you have to be um, able to receive something, if I didn't go through um, cleaning out myself and thinking that I deserve someone um, better, then I would not have been able to receive my husband because on, on his end, it kind of could be like, like I'm the burden Mm -hmm. because I have the two children and he doesn't have any, he doesn't have to deal with um, child support. He doesn't have to deal with somebody coming in and taking time. There are four adults now that we have to deal with on top of the children. And it could have been more if my son's father was here. So it's so many dynamics that you don't think about as a, a package for yourself and being a woman so we can be in relationships and we really want to get married and I, I want to have all of this, but I had to be able to um, take care of those relationships outside of my husband so that they didn't cause chaos in my home. And right. that's a, a task in itself. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's a whole task in itself. So being a powerhouse woman, whew, that's, 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 that takes a lot of power. It takes a lot of, um, um, praying and, and mm-hmm. not jumping off when somebody's attitude may seem wrong. Like right. it, it's a lot, yeah. but it's doable. Yeah, it it absolutely is. And, and I think, you know, when you said about cleaning yourself out that, that that's part of the change. So the change isn't necessarily um, changing the standards um, or, you know, physical changes or even, well, if I want mm-hmm. I want a man with a college degree, I need to get a college degree or anything like that. But it's, yes, you know, making sure that the, the most important things that you, that you are desiring in your life, that you are actually fit to accept them. You know what I mean? That you're mm-hmm. ready for it, that you're mentally, emotionally healthy for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that you can see it when it comes to you. Like all of that is encompassed in that 99% of the time, you're going to have to change yourself in some way. And that change is really about being ready. Ready, exactly. Being Mm -hmm. ready for whatever it is um, that God is bringing your way. And Mm -hmm. not just talking about men. (laughs) No, oh, absolutely not. I mean, that's just one aspect of many. Yes, it's the yeah. same way in business. So you can talk to corporations, even if you don't have degrees, like mm-hmm. it's the same way. It's yeah. the same way. Yes. So in, in getting your business um, 
off the ground, what was one of the challenges that, you know, you faced in either figuring out what you wanted to do, getting it out into the marketplace, getting clients, just, you know, something that you experienced along the way that just kind of threw you for a loop? Um, I think realizing that <laughs> in the beginning, so when I first started in the beginning, it was all about, I'm going to help, you know, I just really want to help people. Um, and I think that I didn't value, because this was still in the beginning of my journey of valuing myself. Mm -hmm. So I did not um, have a grasp on running a business. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a um, hobby. I really wanted this to be something that could transition me from um, what I currently do full time. So I'm a nurse, a registered nurse. Mm -hmm. um, and most people will be like, oh, you're a nurse. You got it good. You know, you can make good money. You can travel, blah, blah, blah. I, I get all of that. But I wanted to be able to do something purposefully. And not that my work is not purposeful, um, but I wanted to be able to transition to um, focus on women and building them up as well. Mm -hmm. So I didn't realize in the beginning that I had to value me and what I was worth. So writing a book is something um, people, you know, people have books, they're $5.99, $9.99. You know, you can price it however you want. But when you think about the value and the time that you put into your projects, you definitely want to make sure that you price things correctly. So not charging too little and then not charging too much was one of the areas that I struggled in. Mm -hmm. And realizing that even if people don't use my services that at that time they may not have been a client for me mm -hmm. but that also comes with self-esteem right. because if somebody says no it doesn't mean that my project is bad it just means that they don't want it at that time mm -hmm. you know I say no to things well I should say no to things more often than not because it's a boundary thing right but um that was the one key area for me is knowing that it's a business it's not a charity Mm -hmm. So we can have charity events, you know, we can do free things, but when I think about it as a business, not everybody's getting things for free because people feel like when you're dealing with someone who is in business sometimes, uh, that it, I can get this for free. One, because I know them or mm -hmm. two, because, you know, they're a small business, which right, right. doesn't make any sense, but not at all. that was one, <laughs> one struggle for me. Right. <laughs> that was one right. Is learning that and accepting that I'm not, if I say no, or if, if something is, is one thing, that it can be that and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's just a boundary that I have in business. Yeah, not, that's a really valuable lesson. Because um, I think a lot of people in general, but you know, women deal with that. I know that was something I struggled with at the beginning of my business. Um, and just, you know, people were, were hesitant to price maybe where we would feel comfortable pricing in terms of being mm -hmm. paid in alignment with the value that we're bringing because we feel like others will think that you know kind of who do, well who do you think you ought to be charging that much you haven't been in business mm -hmm. that long well how big is your business and how many clients that long. Do you, have? <laughs> you know um mm -hmm. and, and and legitimately there are people out there who are going to think that way but again as you said yes that that's not your issue that person is not mm -mm. your client they may not be your client at that time or they may never be your client and that's totally fine because you you did not come to save the world right mm. <laughs> one person had nope. that job you came yes. <laughs> to save a small portion of the world that god called yes. you to specifically and mm -hmm. those people will hear your message 
and they will respond and they will become your clients. And it will be more yes. than enough to help you prosper and profit in your life. Exactly. And business. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that really good. Yeah. Um, and, and especially in a time, you know, like we're in now when people are shifting how they're doing business and it's, you know, well, can I still charge what I would have charged if I was doing this in person, if I'm doing it in online and, you know, it's something to be worked through, but I, it boils mm -hmm. down to you, you have to recognize your value and what you're doing with someone. If mm -hmm. you, if they had to put a price tag on what that transformation is to them, what would they mm -hmm. say? So if someone is like, oh, it would be like hitting the lottery. It would be like worth a million dollars. Now you're not going to charge them a million dollars, but a million dollars. Mm -hmm. they, if this is going to be worth a million dollars to you, yes. you can't pay 2500 to get it? <laughs> like, I mean, that return on investment no, they, is astronomical. You will not get that yes. in the stock market. <laughs> mm -hmm. You not know? know. <laughs> um, and some people, yes. I think, have to be walked through that process. Um, because if you haven't mm -hmm. been in business, you wouldn't necessarily understand pricing structure, and you're not necessarily paying because someone worked with you for three hours, you're not paying for three hours of time. Yes. You're paying for the transformation that you get from the three hours of time. And consumers mm -hmm. don't always recognize that. So sometimes that, you know, that's kind of no, what the sales no. process is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I realized too, to that. Um, Dr. Rita, that when women, like for me, um, I did a, uh, I've done two, two coaching classes, uh, one for writing a book and one for, um, one for business. And they both were $500. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you've never spent that amount of money on anything, you, it's hard for you to invest in yourself. Some people it's hard. I noticed that when I, for my coaching clients that I have, um, I had a, a talk with one the other night and she had mentioned that I spent, uh, she was like, I think I spent $10,000 trying to get this business started up. And I was like, what? But then I realized if she could um, spend $10,000, she was trying to look for something that there was the reason why it was easy for her to coach with me because she has already tried to invest in something else. Mm -hmm. You know, when somebody else has only spent $20 on something, when you say your program is, you know, $97, they're like, well, for what? Because mm -hmm. they've never even tried to step out and, you know, get something. And you do have to be cautious because not everybody is reliable. Mm -hmm. Um out here and people unfortunately scam you but it's, it's also too about um where the other person is willing to invest in themselves and their worth mm -hmm. so yeah it's, it's, it's a whole cycle so i try to have things that are different tiers um doing free things you know having the book which, which is um affordable and then as you need more then you know it goes to more mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that that's that's a good strategy to have in place because um, there are there will be people who want to work with you who it's not feasible for you to work with for a variety of reasons. It could be pricing. It could be that while they want your services, they're not your ideal client. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I want to help you, but I can't really work with you. So, you know, you have those lower tier items. Mm -hmm. You have some free free stuff that, you know, people are going to, get to know you, what you're about, what you do, the value you bring, then you have some lower tier things that 
they can invest in and kind of work through on their own. And then you have the higher mm-hmm. tier where you start to get involved. And then you have your upper tier where, you know, one-on-one we're working. Yes. And um, the different price points. And sometimes people miss that. Like, well, yeah, if you're going to work with me directly one-on-one, that's going to mm-hmm. cost you more than doing an online course. Even if we're exactly. talking about the same thing. <laughs> Yep. Even if we're talking about time. the same thing, the time and I think the, the feedback, time. the expertise, mm-hmm. yeah, all of that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's something that I'm hoping the listeners will take away from, too, you know, kind of being able to to meet your your audience where they are and to kind of walk them through a process. Because even someone who is 100% your ideal client, you're like, I want to work with you. And you're like, I want to work with you, too. They still might not be able to invest at your top tier. Mm-hmm. But you don't, so you and don't want to okay. just lose them because that's the only thing you have available, right? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So that's really, really good. So now, um, you're a couple of years into your business. Um, how, mm-hmm. how are you feeling about how things are going? Um, I think that this, well, this year with um, just everything that's going on, I'm actually doing like a business um intensive right now where I'm learning more of the corporate side of things so again when I first started it was like you know I can have online classes um I can you know teach people and and that will be fine um but I think that I thought too small Mm -hmm. I would say I thought too small and not thinking too small like I can't have a coaching business where I have clients online and you know I work with people one-on-one but Again, my goal for me, because of having four children coming up, you know, working a nine to five and not that people can't work nine to fives, but that's a lot of time between travel during the week to be somewhere else um, and being able to be at home and manage my family as well as manage my business is something that I I am, um, that I value and that I'm working towards. So I have to think more outside of the box and more into um, the cor- corporate atmosphere. So I'm learning about different things like that on how to get grants and, you know, who is um, who is needing things right now. And it also can use my, my registered nursing degree. Mm-hmm. So um, it is making me realize that I have to be positioned in a certain way. So I have to have certain things um, code, different codes for my business so that if I want a government contract, I know what my, um, my next is, I might be saying it wrong, but I know what my specific coding is because they're going to be looking for that. And that's not something that I would have thought of if I was just doing this part-time, but because I want this to be a full-blown business and it is, it's just causing me to think more in terms of, um, being a business woman and not just a business owner. Does that make sense? I feel like it's two different, you can have a business, you know, we can, um, make like my husband, um, we were doing, um, dinners and then now he's going to school. So, you know, us transitioning him into being a business owner, like, Oh, you're just making dinners on the side. No, I'm a business owner. Um, and then for me being a business woman is just taking it to, um, in my mind to a different level where I know, um, people need what I have Mm -hmm. and I can affect communities instead of just a certain group of people. Right. If that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm waiting for um those dinners to come back. I'm just saying. Come back, right? <laughs> <laughs> you are not the only person. And, I'm like, and then we were going to start 
And then here comes everything else. Yeah. I was like, well, looks like we even put it on the calendar. Mm-hmm. We had dates for March. And it was like, y'all can't go nowhere. Right. Can't do this. I was like, oh, well, at least she's still in school. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you mentioned that, um, you know, you, you're married. You have three children and one on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how do you find and maintain balance in life? Um, I just, so we've been married for four years coming up in November. And I think, um, I just started like this year finding a little bit more balance. Um, the one thing that I will say about COVID is that not having to run around to different activities and, um, be not having to travel to work. It has definitely shown me that maybe I need to scale back on what I, excuse me, what I put my children in, mm-hmm. uh, because we, we're on the go so much that you don't have, like, we obviously now we sit down and eat dinner with each other because I don't really want to eat from anybody's restaurant, even though they're open. Right. Um, it's just making me realize that we have to, we, ha- we don't do these things. And before you know it, they're in high, they're in college or they're in high school. And then, you know, time is going by. So, I think that balance for me is making sure I have been getting up before they get up now and I have to pray. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only, and it may seem simple, but people be like, oh, well, okay, I get up and pray. Well, it depends on what type of quality time you spend because I need clear direction. If I didn't know, like I, I told you about doing the business plan, you know, intensive mm-hmm. and the things that I need to do um, corporately for my business, if I didn't know those things, I would be sitting around trying to figure out how can I make this amount of money um, with where my limited mind can take me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I need clear direction. And I think finding balance in um, getting up in the morning in my prayer life. And then I'm like, okay, kids, you know, mommy's here. Um, I do have a husband who is understanding, thank God. And then thank God for my mother too. Mm-hmm. Um, because she she lives with us um, and she the kids don't have to, you know, go to daycare or anything like that with the baby. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to go to daycare. Um, but it's pr- my prayer life. Dr. Sharita. Now, beforehand, I wasn't praying too much, mm-hmm. but now I be praying all the time because <laughs> I need, like, I don't have, again, I have to, managing so many things, I can get discombobulated. And then it feels like if mommy is not together, then everybody else is running around, you know, you know, asking all these, these crazy questions. Mm-hmm. So I just think on my prayer life and then at least having some me time even though I can't go anywhere now, but that's my way. I just, I ask God, what is, what am I supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. Cause obviously sometimes what I be wanting to do is not right. 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 It is not right. Yes. Yes. So you mentioned your book, his beloved, um, Tell us about the book, what it's about, and then um, also share with our listeners how they can purchase the book. Okay. So His Beloved is a um, 65-day devotional, and it's not your typical devotional in that um, it does use scriptures, but what I did was I used my um, 
my own life experiences to um, create a story for those scriptures. Mm -hmm. So it's a transparent journey about um, self-esteem, being a single mother, and then going through a divorce. And it gives different keys. So you don't have to be um, a divorced woman. You don't even really have to be a single mom. It's just for you to train your thinking. So after the the stories, there are... um, Oh my God. Declarations. There are three declarations for each day. And um, it just gives you a, a, a talking point for your day to speak what you want to have in your life instead of the negative things. Mm-hmm. And it, it also comes with the journal as well. But that that is the, the main point of the book. Everything I do really is to help women um, change their thinking mm-hmm. and then, you know, go and lead them into their purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where, where can we find his beloved at? You can find that. I'm sorry. Um, so if you, everything is on GenevaJewel.com. So it's Geneva and then my middle name is J-E-W-E-L.com. Um, and it's right in the shop. The, the book is there and the, um, and the journal as well. Okay, great, great. So what's one thing you wish someone would have told you that if you had known would have helped you on your journey? And this could be related to life or business. Hmm. one thing I wish that someone would have told me mm-hmm. was that if you had I was enough. it would have it would have helped you mm-hmm. life a little that, bit yeah. <laughs> yeah it would have helped me knowing that I was enough mm. that I was that I was enough. even though I was you know quiet or maybe I was a little bit shy that the person that I was at that moment was enough and I didn't have to change um to fit in mm-hmm. that may have to be a little bit more bold but I didn't have to change my personality to fit in mm-hmm. yeah I I, yeah sense. I think that would have helped a lot of us yes <laughs> yes so let's switch over to words mm-hmm. right now <laughs> <laughs> so I want to share these two words with you and I want you to just you know, whatever comes to mind in terms of what the words mean to you or um, how you define them, just share that. The The first word okay. is equipped. Equipped. Um, equipped, the first thing that comes to mind for me is wholeness. Wholeness. Mm-hmm. Not having anything... Um, missing broken or lacking mm-hmm. that's what that's what equip means to me okay and now the second word is prosper when my emotional state and my heart agrees That's prosperity for me. Okay. Wow. Thank you for sharing those. So, yes, yes. As we come to the close of our time together, um, I know that you have something special for our listeners. Tell us what that is and um, how we can get it. So, um, 
there is an equip your mind ebook that I did um, a couple months ago. It was actually the end of 2019. Um, and it gives seven tips and then seven action steps to equip your mind, um, to get you out of your comfort zone and then into a place of determination. So um, it's just a, a PDF. And what you can do is if you go to GenevaJewel.com again, um, the Equip Your Mind ebook will be there. And I will um, add the, the code for the listeners as powerhouse. They will type that in in all caps and they'll be able to get the download for free. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Now, where can our listeners connect with you online? Uh, same place, uh, GenevaJoel.com. Mm-hmm. Or if you are on Facebook, I am there under Geneva Miller. Or um, on Instagram, it's GenevaJoel as well. All right. Usually everywhere is GenevaJoel. You'll be able to find me. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Geneva, I thank you so much for your time today. Um, This has been a really good conversation and you dropped some jewels for our lady. I'm glad. <laughs> I was like, I'm Dr. Sharita doing the power uh, um, podcast. I'm there. And you always be like, don't call me Miss Sharita. I'm like, doctor, today, okay? We on, the, we on the podcast. I'm there. Yes, yes, yes. So I appreciate I am there. You. So thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, and to all of our listeners, be sure to connect with Geneva online. Make sure you get your Equip Your Mind ebook and don't just download it and save it on your hard drive. Print it out, read it, do it. Mm-hmm. So your mind can be equipped um, and you will be prepared for all of those things that you are looking to come into your life. Um, so again, Geneva, we thank you. And we want to encourage you in your work and your business and your life and, and just, you know, pray for many blessings to come upon you and your family. Thank you. Same to you. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us for Women Who Launch and Lead with Dr. Sharita Weatherspoon. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave your positive review so we can continue to bring you impactful and powerful content. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Coach Sharita. Learn more about how you can work with Dr. Sharita at SharitaWeatherspoon.com. As always, learn, launch, lead.